Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right. Thank you for everyone who joins us here at iHeart2C Podcast. I'm Hannah McGee and my co-host, John McGee. And we have another special guest we are excited to share with you all about. And that is Jerry Summers, who is the executive director of the Caldwell Chamber of Commerce. Thank, thank you so much for joining us today, Jerry. What an honor to be here with you guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, we're, we're excited to have you. Um, you know, John and I have definitely been a part of Caldwell for a long time and seen, um, you know, our chamber kind of go up and down with the roller coaster. And we are just so excited to have a great leader like you um, to really help guide our, our business community and really give back and help our community grow. And we have definitely seen that since you have been here. Would you tell us a little bit about your um, history and your experience and what led you to be to come to Caldwell? Sure. First of all, I think you're being very kind and I appreciate that. So um, it's humbling to hear what you're saying about me and, and to sit here and smile over it. Um, my background is such that I, um, I started my career uh, in banking in, of course, California. I was a vice president with Citibank in their commercial real estate department in the late 80s to early 90s. Prior to that, I was I owned my own commercial real estate company and did some mortgage banking and brokerage as well. And then from there, I moved to McCall, Idaho, where um, I spent 21 years in McCall. I wound up working for the police department from a, at the lowest level as a code enforcement officer, which is a non-commissioned officer. And I worked my way up to the chief of police and spent eight years as chief of police before I retired. And I came down to Caldwell. Uh, when I first came to Caldwell, several people said to me, what are you doing? And I said, it's not, it's not the Caldwell that you think it is. Yeah. Um, I then wound up on the Caldwell board for about a year. And, and I had a consulting company that I was traveling quite a few days out of the year. I think it last count was 240 days out of the year wow, um, and decided that that was too much. So I closed that company and um, went back to school to get my doctorate in business and with a specialization in criminal justice, which I'm completing. I'm not there yet. Wow. Um, awesome. And in that process, uh, a gentleman that I'd put on the board to replace my position contacted me and said, look, we'd like you to consider being the executive director of the chamber. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and he kept at me and I finally said, okay, I'll give you a, a resume so you can say good, say no, and you can get off my back. Well, uh, I met with the board. I liked the direction they wanted to see the uh, chamber go. It was in line with where I'd like to see it go. And so we went ahead and I went ahead and accepted the position with the chamber. And it's been almost now, uh, well, we're finishing our 10th month here. Yeah, and there have been a lot, a lot of changes. I mean, we came in 
uh, July 7th of 2021, just before Buckaroo Breakfast. Mm. And I had no idea what Buckaroo Breakfast was all about. We got through that and then we started designing some pretty specific things. One of the things I wanted to see changed with the chamber was that the chamber had a history of telling people that um, if you weren't a chamber member, we really weren't going to get involved. And mm -hmm. I said, no, we're going to change that. One of the things we're going to do is we're going to show the value of being a chamber member. We'll show the value added and then we'll come back to you and ask you to join. Right. And that's been very successful over the last nine months. We've gone from 348 members to 415. Wow. And that's with the ones that were dropping off that haven't been paying um, just because they've either gone out of business or moved or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, that we've never been above 400 in the history of the chamber, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, and we're, we're staying right about 415 right now, which was, which was awesome. But we changed our philosophy. One of the things we wanted to do is our vision statement for the chamber was we want to be the first call a business makes. Uh, we want to be the resource to send them to economic development or planning or whatever it may be. So that was it. And then we, in order to do that, we do that by promoting economic vitality of Caldwell businesses through um, educational uh, planning, marketing, and uh, sponsorship advocacy opportunities mm -hmm. uh, where we advocate. And so the chamber wants to be a little more involved in the political process. We're not there yet. Um, and we want, we basically want a candidate that's running for political office to see the value in a, a chamber endorsement. Mm -hmm. The board will have to endorse whatever candidates are, and we're not to the point where we're ready to do that yet, but that's the direction mm -hmm. we want to go. So we want to be much more infused in, in the chain, in, in the business community. Uh, we work very closely with Destination Caldwell. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have a different function than what we do. Right. They are bringing tourism and people to Caldwell, downtown Caldwell and Caldwell itself. We want to then help the businesses capitalize on that and, and maximize their profits through the efforts that Destination Caldwell does and what we're, we're doing. And it seems to be a pretty good partnership and it seems to be working really well. Yes. Um, there's been a lot of relationship building in the last 10 months. Um, a lot of people wanted to know if I was going to stay I've been here since 2013. My home's here. I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on dying here in, in Caldwell. So I plan on being here for a while yeah, and, and building the community, uh, building the, the uh, Chamber of Commerce. It sounds like a much more professional approach to things, Jerry. And, so, and I like that. Tell us about coming into a job uh, in the middle of a pandemic when basically the functions of the chamber were shut down because one of the main functions is to get people together and, and interact. But a lot of that was just shut down. How did you, how did you face that challenge in the middle of, uh, of COVID? Sure. Um, my history at a, at an executive level has always been a change agent. It's always been coming into organizations that <clears throat> were either in conflict or chaos and putting a strategy together and then implementing that strategy. Uh, so I just basically did what I, I, I do. My background is I've got a, uh, a bachelor's in pastoral ministry. I've got an MBA in marketing, business administration marketing, and I'm working on my doctorate for um, 
business administration as well as a specialization in criminal justice. So I've got a, a well-rounded um, kind of approach. And I've always been kind of a strategic planner. So what, what I did is when, when I stepped in in July, uh, there was no office staff anymore. They had all left. Um, uh, Cheryl Tuna was still here and she was helping guide me uh, as needed. And she did a, a terrific job in, in doing that. And Teresa had done a terrific job prior to that. So um, we had a good basis. The, the chamber was in a good place financially, which made it easier. Uh, but one of the problems is, is all our office structures and, and um, planning wasn't available. Um, everybody had kind of closed everything down and I couldn't find what was our iDrive, which had all our um, policies and procedures and, and the way we uh, conducted um, special events. And it took me a while before we got that brought back. Mm -hmm. uh, it was there, we just couldn't find it. And I'm not a technological person. If if you talk to Ashley or Aaron, they'll tell you I'm just worthless when it comes to technology. Um, and so that was a challenge for me. But other than that, the first goal was to uh, lay out what the cost of our breakfast were for um, Buckaroo breakfast. Nobody had done that. And as we got through that, we recognized that our plate was $6.68 and we were charging $5 a plate. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't work when it's right. trying to be a, a, a revenue source for you. So we bumped that up. We we did that. We then, I, And then after the event, I was able to go back and find 10 years of history of Buckaroo Breakfast and what the, the amount of uh, meals that were served. So in that year, we had a last year, we had probably a four or $5,000, if you call it, waste where we wound up donating food to the Boise Rescue Mission, which is also a member of the chamber. And uh, the veterans, we donated some other stuff to them. Uh, this year, we're going to order a little differently. We're, we, our costs should be the same, but we're going to space our the delivery of it so that if, if we don't have the amount, we were budgeted for, 4,000 meals and never in the history have we ever served 4,000 meals wow. at Buckaroo Breakfast. The most we've ever done that I could find was 2289. So we're budgeting for 2,500 this year and wow. and and doing an implementation, a split implementation. So there shouldn't be that kind of waste. It was a very profitable um, program for us last year. We expect it to be more profitable this year. Um, and where I'm going with this is what I'd like to see eventually is that when we get away from the need for the special events as a revenue source for us through business partnerships and strategic partners, um, I want to see those specific um, events, the special events, be partnered with another nonprofit in the community. And so the uh, a portion, the majority of the portion of the proceeds go to uh, that other organization. So I want that to be sort of a community outreach. We're not there yet, but in the next year or two, I plan on that. That's where we'll be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've also, some of the other events that um, you have implemented um, by the after hours, um, which seem to, I mean, every lunch that we've been, we're mem chamber members as well, and you sell out, and which is such a great sign that the community wants and needs this. Um, what what have you seen just in kind of morale and even growth in 
in your members' businesses by being able to provide the the lunches and the after hours and the the, the morning coffees. Um, what what have you seen change um, by doing all these? Well, a, a couple things. I mean, it, everything had fallen off because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and uh, everything had gone to Zoom, and people just weren't engaged. The board wasn't engaged, and, and the community wasn't engaged. Right. Everybody kind of yeah. just hunkered down and did what they had to do. Mm-hmm. When I when I started, our um, coffee connects were about 12, 11 to 12, 11 to 13 people were now exceeding 32, 35. Awesome. We just had one this morning and uh, Cushing and Terrell uh, has been hosting it. And we had a new business that is not a member come in. It's Tony Cannoli's. Mm. And we had them do uh, spotlight them. Uh, and they've got an excellent product. It's a great product. So that has grown. Then our luncheons, when I started, we're running right about 32 to 35. We're now pushing 67 to 75 yeah. uh, on average. And we hope to be going back to the Simplot um, Auditorium at, at, at College of Idaho for uh, our luncheons as of June or July, I think, right. uh, because we're running out of space. Right. Uh, we're, we're starting to outgrow those spaces, which is a wonderful mm-hmm. problem to have. Yes. And then we re-implemented the business after hours. We started that at uh, Houston Winery. Uh, we've gone to Kindred Winery. We've gone to White Dog. We've had yeah. one at Flayef. Um, and those have all so run fun. from zero to about 35 people on average. And those run about two hours. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to hit every segment of the business community. Yeah. Those who can come out in the morning, do the coffee connects, those that can break away at luncheons, do the luncheons and those that are done and, and mainly the smaller uh, sole proprietors come to the, the mm-hmm. business after hours as a networking program. And they're all, we're getting good feedback from all of them. The businesses that we've done it at have uh, one of the things the chamber does on our business after hours is um, if it's at a winery, we'll buy the first glass of wine uh, for the for the members. And then we encourage them to buy products there. We did the same thing with White Dog and everything we've had so far, with the exception of Flayup, because, you know, (laughs) very few people are going to buy a a funeral package. But but um, each each one of those have have reported back that it's been well worth their that having their staff there mm-hmm. and and the sales have have made it worthwhile for them to be open that time and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to generate um buzz and we're trying to generate um income or, or make it at least profitable for the members that do mm-hmm. that yeah. and we've been able to do that so far i'm just seeing it growing even further and now we've done the leadership call to with Dr. Jeremy Graves out of uh, Boise State University and, and Ron Price Associates. And we're getting good feedback on that. Uh, we had hoped to have 20, a maximum of 20 in there, and we sold 24 spaces. So that's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we're, we're looking at developing a uh, leadership Caldwell alumni where Anybody that's gone through the leadership Caldwell can go to the alumni 
uh, where Jeremy will also be running it, but he'll also bring in some of his graduate students to, mm -hmm. to run courses and uh, things. And so we're partnering, we're wanting to partner with Nampa Chamber as well. So if anybody's completed their leadership, they can join the alumni yeah. with us as well. So we're, we're, we're working really hard in, in, in working closely with Nampa and working closely with uh, Destination Caldwell. And as we grow, we'll start reaching out to other chambers and working very closely with them because uh, we're all in the same boat and yes. collaboration is much better than competition. Yes, sure. definitely. We talked earlier about um, how it was a challenge to start something up in, a, in the COVID era, right? But it's now it, just 10 months into it, it seems like it's almost the opposite problem that the growth of the city of Caldwell and the businesses in Caldwell and the chamber are now probably one of your biggest challenges. How are you addressing that? Well, we've we've increased staff. We brought, you know, first was Ashley that did our social media and um, and special events. She's taken that role on almost exclusively now. And then we brought Aaron on um, from who was a, a office manager for Flea for nine years. Mm -hmm. uh, we were lucky enough to attract her and get her hired, and she's got our she's got our operations under control now she's got the policies and procedures and she's making sure we're paying our bills on time all those things that i was terrible at mm -hmm. and we've got that running very smoothly and one of the things we've noticed and you know when i first came on i i tasked ashley with getting recognition for the chamber through social media which ashley's done a terrific job on yes. and then aaron when she came in i said okay we've got to look at our past uh and and aging um accounts payable we need to get on top of that she's now on top of that um and what had happened was uh, there were several there was about thirty eight thousand dollars worth of um memberships that were never billed wow. from previous years and and it had gone six months so i said look let's just contact them if they want to continue to go forward with us we'll just write off that that $38,000 and we'll move forward. She's now got that under control and we don't really have an aging problem anymore mm -hmm. and our our membership uh, revenues are increasing and and we don't have to go back in collections at all. So that was a a thing that needed to get um fixed right away. Now that we've got that done, we're starting to develop with where we want to go. You know, we we had some we had some lack of um recognition and once businesses have seen that and seen that we're here and we're still working on their be benefits they're starting to come back and they're starting to engage more um one of the we had a couple large um medical facilities obviously west valley has always been uh, heavily engaged in um the cobble chamber we've now seen Salter come on board and St. Luke's become much more involved right. as well. And that's predominantly, John, because of the growth in, in Caldwell. Sure. I mean, and and they want to be much more involved in the community as well. So it's good that that kind of increase we've seen where we want to make this shift now is we want to make our sustainable funding coming from the business uh, inst institutions and business members through strategic partnering. So a strategic partner will then be, you know, highlighted on our website and on all our events. Um, and that's, 
then they will get the first right of refusal for the next year. We're looking at picking up five to seven strategic partners, which will replace all of our income from the special events mm -hmm. that we're getting. So then we can make that switch to the special events being uh, a community-based special event that benefits a special, another a nonprofit organization. Um, once we get to that sustainable funding, uh, then and that's a that's a business partnership with the business community. Once we get that, once we get there, we'll make the switch over to the others because we really want to be um, promoting the business community in in Caldwell, and and that includes some of our nonprofits, Meals on Wheels, the veterans organizations. Um, AAFE, all you know, all of those kind of things could use an extra boost. And if we can get a a, a, a special event that generates fifteen twenty thousand dollars profit, and we give ten or, or twelve of that uh, to an organization or two different organizations, that's what we want to do. That's a good deal. That's great. So, what are some special events that are coming up? Um, I would love to have you explain, um, since we have mentioned the Buckaroo um, breakfast quite a few times, um, for our listeners, they may not know what that is. Um, would you explain what that is and then tell us some other upcoming events that the community or anybody could get involved in? Okay. Buckaroo breakfast is a breakfast that the chamber has put on. I think we're going to our 93rd year. Yes. We we partner <laughs> with um, Caldwell Night Rodeo. Yep. And... Um, we put on a breakfast for the week of the 16th through the 20th, I think it is this year, it's that Tuesday through that Saturday. And, and we just provide breakfast at $8 for the seniors and let's say, and we're, and $10 for adults, mm -hmm. seniors and kids and $10 for adults. Um, it's a hearty breakfast, it's eggs, sausage, hash browns, you know, and pancakes. Yep. Um, and what we're what we're looking to do this year is allow for more advanced sales. So if you buy for a full, if a senior buys for a full week, uh, then we'll cut the, the the cost of the plate down to $7. Yeah, that's great. Um, and that, that we're doing the best we can on that and not losing money per plate. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's an event that we do every year. Um, it's a, it's a, long-standing tradition right. with yeah. the chamber and the Caldwell community, mm -hmm. as well as the Caldwell Night Rodeo. Yeah. Um, we've engaged the Caldwell Night Rodeo board a little bit better this year. We lost a lot of opportunities last year. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna try to get some of their um, ropers and you know some of their um, rodeo queens yeah. to come by and taught kids how to rope. And, and that's just fun to do. So we do that every year then um, the next one that's coming up is June 10th is our first annual um, golf tournament. Right. And um, that's at Purple Sage. Mm -hmm. All our team, we had hoped to get 18 teams. I think we're at 30 teams now and we had to cut it off. Oh my gosh. We can't go any more wow. than 32. That's so nice. that's good. We've got some opportunities for mm -hmm. some uh, presenting sponsors right now, which is at $3,000. Um, and and we've got some opportunities for tea sponsorships that are like $250. So there's a wide range. You can mm -hmm. go on our website and you can see that. Uh, Leadership Caldwell is going right now. That that um, There's no sponsorship opportunities. That's just a self-sustaining uh, thing. And then um, after that comes the Treasure Valley Nightlight Parade, which is also 
a longstanding tradition that we do. Um, Ashley's involved with the city for their 4th of July uh, parade. So anything our ambassadors can do to help them, we're there to help them, but that's their um, program. And um, then we'll, we'll, that'll roll us back into January and we'll be gearing up for another leadership Caldwell golf tournament. Uh, yeah. so we're limiting it, our events to uh, five events, uh, four fundraisers and one community event. We've got um, in, let me see if I can get this right. In March, we do leadership Caldwell. In June, we'll do the um, golf tournament. In August, we have the Buckaroo Breakfast. Mm -hmm. In September, we'll have the Farm to Fork uh, dinner, which is a community event. Yes. It's not a fundraiser for us. Right. It's a break-even event for us. Mm -hmm. And we've switched it. We Last year, Destination Caldwell took the heavy uh, lifting. This year, we're going to do the heavy lifting, but it's in conjunction with um, Destination Caldwell. It's a co-sponsored event. Yeah. And we're honoring the Farm Family of the Year. So the Farm Family of the Year that is chosen by the uh, Nampa Caldwell Ag Business Community has chosen the Crookham family. So we'll be honoring them this year. Awesome. And then we go into the nightlight uh, parade. So it's kind of a yeah. ongoing process. Mm -hmm. Ashley goes from one special event to another. And and at this point, that's about as all the bandwidth we have uh, without hiring more people. Our, our finances have gone up. We're in better position than we were when we started. Our membership's up. So everything's positive at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's terrific. Those are fun events, too, yeah. for our listeners who... Maybe you're new into town or you haven't attended these events. Just jump onto the Cobble Chamber website, get all those dates, and you'll have a good time. Bring your family. There's mm -hmm. there's a lot of great things that the Cobble Chamber is doing. Yeah, and we'll it's, have all the links in the bio, too. It's, it's fine. It's wonderful. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jerry, and sharing kind of just the progress you guys have been able to make in less than a year and just really the impact that you have made. We're, we're just we're thrilled that you're you're here and your team is just doing a great job. So thank you for joining us and sharing with our listeners about the Cobble Chamber. Well, thank you for the honor to, to be on iHeart2C. Yes, and I pleasure. really appreciate both of you. And you, both of you have been very kind to me. And I just want to say thank you. I, I truly appreciate the support you guys have given us. Oh, you're welcome. It's Thanks, our pleasure Jerry. for sure. Well, thank you have you. a great evening. And once again, we just chatted with Jerry Summers, um, the executive director of the Cobalt Chamber. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Thank Have you very day. much. We'll right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iheart2c. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.